One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, I'm John Jackson and welcome to another episode of the TalkSport Daily Podcast. We begin with Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea reaching the final of the Carabao Cup. It was at the expense of Antonio Conte's Tottenham. This is how it sounded live on TalkSport. Chelsea are at Wembley. They have beaten Tottenham in a cup semi-final yet again. We were better in the first leg than today. Like I said, I was very happy with the start and we went 1-0 up, but we had it in our hands to decide it absolutely uh, with a a second goal or at least to control the game more in the opponent's half. But we were not sharp enough throughout the whole match. Over the two legs, we are well-deserved winners. But for today, the performance was an okay performance. There's a belief, there's a confidence watching them. The one thing Chelsea... They've got a team that are more, as, as we've seen, more than capable of competing and winning the big major trophies. Spurs are some distance off that. I'm disappointed. Shocking performance. Again from Spurs. Offered nothing, especially in the first half. Got totally outclassed. Goalkeeper lets us down. Rudiger scores. And it's in off the underside of the bar. Chelsea lead. And it's Antonio Rudiger that has got the goal that surely takes them to Wembley. Ex-Real Madrid, Newcastle, Leeds and Spurs centre-back, Mr Jonathan Woodgate is alongside me. I thought it was always going to be tough against Chelsea. Always going to be tough. When I saw Lloris wasn't in goal and I thought myself, what what they're going for here when your main keeper's not in goal. There was a massive gulf in quality, really. And if you look at the Chelsea squad and the subs that they made, Ziyech comes on for Mount... Alonso for Werner, Thiago Silva comes on for Christiansen. But then you look at the Spurs squad, it's a different ball game between... No, of course it's not. But they have a world-class manager than Antonio Conte. I think after the two legs and uh, Chelsea deserved to to reach the final. Uh, For sure, I think that today we deserved uh, much more. I think the the final result was uh, unfair. And uh, because we created many chances to score, and uh, the, res- the final result could be different uh, tonight. If you looked at that back three tonight, I honestly believe they are championship players. Ben Davis, not good enough. Tanganga, yeah. definitely not good enough. Really weak. He's a right back, he is not a centre back. Yeah. And Davison Sanchez is a better player when he's got Dyer alongside him. He looks lost when he hasn't and doesn't really have a clue. He dropped his World Cup winning captain for our biggest game of the season. I'm telling you, the bloke's a clown. I am so unimpressed with what I've seen in the last three games. And he can moan all he likes. He knows full well what squad we had at Spurs. Let me tell you now, right, Antonio Conte is the best manager you will ever have. The best manager by far. 
I'm telling you now, he is a top, top manager. And if he's given the money, he will get you to where you want to be. At the minute, he's got a few injuries and, he, and he's, he's playing how he wants to play. What else could he do differently? Honestly, I'm a bit annoyed to speak always the, the same stuff. Now I don't answer this question because I repeat. I, I spoke once and uh, twice, third time, and then uh, to tell always the same thing, I don't like. He looks defeated. We even said, watching the game, he's not the same on the side as he was when he first came in. He looks like he's lost a bit of sort of, I wouldn't say interest, but he's lost that sort of passion a little bit because he's looking at the side and he's thinking, oh, what chance have I got? Plan, plan having to play Doherty left wing back again. I look at... Chelsea, and as much as we want that rivalry there, we're we're a million miles away from them and what they offer. Do you know what I think, right? Conte wants to go to United, mate. He's throwing his toys out of pram. He yeah. wants United job. Do you think? Yeah, he, do you do, think? he doesn't look yeah. happy at all, does he? Because he's been the, he's been the big job at United. And here's the reaction to David Moyes' West Ham beating Dean Smith's Norwich 2-0 in the Premier League, largely thanks to one man. No offside against Jared Bowen. He touched it home. He'll claim the goal. He's had a good night. Scored two, hit the bar, hit the post. West Ham are home and hosed. West Ham two, Norwich nil. I'm glad it's not my choice. You know, it's Gareth who makes the decision and, and he's Gareth's picked really well over the last few years, that's for sure. So I think he's knocking in the door because he's beginning to score. He's getting assists. But the competition for to get the England, an England team especially in those wide areas there's incredible competition for those places there when you, you know Sancho, Grealish too often old Rashford might play out wide Sterling could play out wide so it's a really difficult job to try and get in the team but I'll tell you what he's doing a great job for West Ham yeah. and that's what, what I'm interested in We get battered from pillar to post at times you know a lot of people outside of Norfolk uh, yet we're still only three points away yeah. from safety while there's a battle we'll keep battling and as I say I thought our performance today was a lot better than it has been but we got beat by a better team now, Mohamed Salah insists he's not looking to break the bank as he opened up on his contract standoff with Liverpool in an interview with GQ. Simon Jordan says it makes sense for Liverpool to cough up what Salah's asking for. If he wants 400 grand a week, which we all know is an absolute affrontery in, in real world terms, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're going to pay Kevin De Bruyne 400 grand a week and he's negotiated it himself and was quite happy for the world to know that, what is the value to Salah? What is the replacement cost for Salah? You go and let Salah's contract run down, which is what's going to happen. He's going to go for free. He's going to get his money somewhere else because someone else is going to get that contract value and pay him that money. And you're going to have to pay $100 million to get someone in. It makes no sense. It's horrible and it has a knock-on effect to everybody else in the dressing room because if he gets that money, the next guy behind him is going to want something vaguely resembling what he thinks is relevant to his value. But the Salah is so valuable to Liverpool, it's a balance between giving him what he wants and giving in to him or finding a compromise which is bearable. If you don't give Salah what he wants, you're in a jeopardy of a player being able to do, which is perfectly legitimate, not nice, but perfectly legitimate, run his contract down, go on a free, and then find all that money somewhere else. So he's going to get it, and in the market that we're living in, as much as you may not like it, this is the price that you pay for a £100 million footballer's wages that scores 25-30 goals a season. On to the Reds boss Jurgen Klopp now ahead of the Carabao Cup semi-final first leg against Arsenal, which is live on TalkSport tonight. He insists that no one should worry about the time it's taking to renew Salah's contract. And he scored another tremendous goal. 
Mohamed Salah is in a magnificent moment. I'm very positive about it, but I don't think it makes sense that you speak on behalf of the fans because um, I'm pretty sure the fans are not as as nervous as you are. They know the club pretty long and know the people dealing here with the different things pretty long. So I think enough reason for being positive. But as long as it's not done, nothing is. We can't say anything about it. But uh, good good conversations. That's what I can say. Ahead of the clash with Liverpool tonight, Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta believes they can still attract the best players, even though they're not in Europe this season. He wasn't keen, though, to comment on speculation linking them with Fiorentina striker Dusan Vlahovic, but he did have this to say on the club's pulling power. Historically, this club has always been targeting the best players in the world, and uh, the best players in the world they were always interested uh, to come here. I can say that that situation hasn't changed. So every time I have spoken to any player, they were so willing to come. I haven't faced any other situation. And uh, that's one of our biggest powers and our capacity to to get the attention of people to come and, and join our club is something that is a big advantage for us. On to Manchester United, and as the fallout continues on Marcus Rashford's poor form recently, the former Villa striker Gabby Agbonlahor defended the England forward. But first, we'll hear from ex-Borough boss Neil Warnock and his advice for the manager at Old Trafford, Ralph Ranjik. I cannot believe what I've just seen. Marcus Rashford, he turns his body away from the Aston Villa goal before Martinez has actually picked the ball up. For me... It, it's more of a an arm round and, a, and an office job, isn't it? We're yeah. good at seeing mm-hmm. that. It's not his physical aspect. It's just, it looks like everything in life is yeah. against him at yeah. the minute. I mean, if you're a manager, you should have your finger on the pulse. You can tell he's not happy. You can tell he's not doing this, not doing that. So you've got to you've got to get him on one side and, and find out. I think with Marcus Rashford, maybe there's something going on at home, yeah. family, yeah. Which friends we that we don't know because... Every week he's not going to be sulking and sulking and sulking. Fair enough if you're not starting and you come on. But he started against Aston Villa and it wasn't Marcus Rashford. It was like someone else was in his body. I'm sorry, I'm not Manchester United manager or anything like that. But I can see when somebody is having a bad time. Marcus Rashford. Sometimes as a footballer, we forget that football fans and pundits, we forget that footballers are normal people. Yeah. Just because they're footballers doesn't mean you can put whatever happens in, in your personal life to one side. And you can play amazing every week. I went through it at Villa. I had personal problems and fans didn't know that. It affected my game. Do you know what I mean? Um, I wasn't myself. And I think Rashford, there's something going on off the field. You cannot coach players who do not want to be coached. That's how I see this Manchester United bunch of players right now. They were terrible. The team at the moment, it looks like they all look after themselves. Mm-hmm. There's nobody to, like you said, there's nobody that gets old. Yeah, I know Harry's a captain, but even himself, I think he needs help at times. So I think they've got a, a major problem here at the moment. Hey, they've got middle of my, te- my old team in next round, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't swap any of their defence for no, my back three no or their back three at Middlesbrough. You know, Dale Fry, Dick Steele and Paddy McNair. I think they're better than Man United. Newcastle United need a striker and Chris Wood has undergone a medical at the club as he finalises personal terms for a move from Burnley. Simon Jordan believes it's a good signing for the Magpies. If you look at his goal-scoring record for Leeds, OK, albeit Championship, it was one in two. If you look at his goal-scoring record at Burnley, which is a team which isn't a prolific goal-scoring team, which isn't set up to score lots of goals, he's got one in three. I think, as a leader of the line, as an honest, an antipodean player that plays with a very honest way, I think he's actually not a bad signing. 
I think he'll do a job, especially if they're going to put balls in the box and they're going to play a certain way and get people on the ball that can deliver balls to him. I think it's a decent signing. Chris Wood, when he heard the news from his agent, probably thought he was joking. He's got three Premier League goals this season, 30 years old, a club who has 300 billion worth from their owners. Mm-hmm. I think it's a strange, strange signing. I feel that there was talk of a Bamiyang, there were talk of all these superstars, and they've gone and got a striker who scores three goals. For me, it's very, very strange. And if I'm a Newcastle fan, I want more. So with Wood set for the exit door at Turf Moor, who could come into Burnley and possibly get the goals to keep them in the Premier League? Former Sunderland striker Darren Bent thinks that Jermaine Defoe would be a great signing for Burnley after his release from Rangers, even if he is a ripe old age of 39. get it he probably wouldn't go there now but he's, he's just left Rangers on a free yeah. like he's just like it's Defoe now he's still fit as anybody now I get it Newcastle can't get him because he won't go there because of the Sunderland connection but on a free he could score goals for somebody Yeah. still even at the age that he's at now what is he 30 30 now keeps himself in tremendous shape and he's on a free mate you ain't got to start every game bring him off the bench he will get goals as well so maybe Chris would go to, to Newcastle maybe Burnley could get him on a free Well, thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. From 7pm tonight, it's Liverpool versus Arsenal, the Carabao Cup semi-final first leg. And you can hear it live on TalkSport, presented by the main man, Mr Adrian Durham. There'll be another one of these TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.